I really, really hope that this new report is true because here's a name that I would love to have as the next offensive coordinator of the Miami Hurricanes. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes, even on a Saturday, your first listen and your first watch available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Got to talk about Jason Candle. So Candle's name is burning. See what I did there? Once again, um, now we know that Jason Candle is someone that Mario Cristobal likes a lot. Tried to hire him for the offensive coordinator job last year. Candle last year reportedly said no and decided to remain as the Toledo head coach where he still is today. But now Candle's name is out there again. Uh, Frank Tucker from Canes County, that's the Miami Rivals site, reported on Saturday morning that Jason Candle is emerging as the top candidate for the job. And in that report, they claim Candle has already interviewed for the position and that he might even be in contract negotiations with Miami and Mario Cristobal. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it now. Jason Candle is probably my favorite out of those I feel to be realistic names and realistic candidates. We can even debate how realistic Candle is. We'll get into that. But here's the other thing that's interesting about the report this morning from Frank Tucker is... Uh, it's not so much the fact that he reported it that's got everyone talking. It's the person who commented on that report that got that's gotten everybody talking because uh, that tweet from Tucker about Jason Candle emerging as the top candidate, it was quote tweeted by John Ruiz with some like, you know, hands, the you emojis and some, you know, prayer hands. What are those like a thank you emoji? And then he writes, does Ruiz in a quote tweet, how about them canes? And as we know, every time John Ruiz tweets something that relates to staffing or to recruiting, people just automatically assume that if John Ruiz is commenting on something, he's like putting his stamp of approval on the report being true, or he already knows who it's going to be. And, and he's dropping you a hint and he's being coy. Now, obviously, John Ruiz is more connective, connected with the University of Miami football program than I am or probably any of you watching this, okay? So he's, he's probably more in tune with this process than we are. But at the same time, people forget this about John Ruiz. He's a fan first and foremost, and he tweets like a fan. That anytime John Ruiz tweets something doesn't mean he's like reporting it or announcing it or that he even necessarily knows who Mario Cristobal's favorite or who's closer to getting this job right now. Like, you know, I, I everything that I, I understand is that Mario Cristobal is keeping this very secretive, very close to the vest, the inner circle on who he's really deciding between and interviewing for offensive coordinator. It's such a tight knit group. I'm not even sure how close with that process John Ruiz is right now. And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from John Ruiz. Quite the contrary. I'm just telling you guys that when Ruiz tweets something, it doesn't automatically mean that he's like co-signing or confirming the report. He's a fan, and sometimes he just tweets like a fan. In fact, 
shortly after that quote tweet, because a lot of people were then responding to John. Oh, John, this is huge. Jason Candle's coming. He's the guy. He's been hired. Ruiz even offered a follow-up tweet to clarify that. Uh, He writes, not a hire, simply my favorite. So you guys tell me, do you think Ruiz knows more than he's letting on here? Do you think he let the cat out of the bag and now he's walking it back? But we do need to have a conversation about Jason Candle because I like him a lot and I want to explain the reasons why. I think Candle, if he is indeed the front runner or one of the front runners for this job, why I think this would be an excellent choice with very little downside. To this point in Jason Candle's coaching career, he's the head coach at Toledo right now. Up to this point in his career, He's literally never failed anywhere. As far as I can tell, Jason Candle has never been fired from a job. So he started coaching at his alma mater, uh, Mount Union, uh, as an offensive assistant coach. You know, he, after several years there, he left for a better gig at Toledo as an offensive assistant. He coached uh, tight ends and wide receivers there at various times. And then in 2015, He was promoted to fill the vacant head coaching job at Toledo. Uh, That was seven and a half years ago. He's been there ever since. He's been the head coach at Toledo, and he's done a fine job there. He's never failed, never been fired anywhere. His offense is at Toledo. They've cracked the top 25 in America before. Uh, And what I like about Candle most as uh, an offensive mind, as a schemer, and as a play caller is, he's very well known for a balanced attack. And we know that that's the sort of philosophy Mario Cristobal would love. He would love a balanced attack. There's nobody more balanced than Jason Candle. Last season, for example, in Toledo, the Toledo Rockets passed for a little over 3,100 yards with 31 touchdowns through the air. And they rushed for a little over 2,500 yards with 26 touchdowns on the ground. Balance, almost perfect balance. Toledo's quarterbacks, two of them saw playing time last year, spread it around to 16 different receivers. And on the ground, Toledo had 10 different ball carriers last year with seven of them scoring touchdowns. So the run to pass pass ratio, I believe, is ideal the way that Candle does things. It's ideal for keeping everyone happy and for keeping all of your players engaged. And that in itself, I think, is good for recruiting because one of the conversations we've had a lot here on Locked on Canes in recent days since this offensive coordinator job has been open is the next hire is so important. Miami needs to establish some kind of a passing game in 2023 if you want to attract any of these top wide receiver targets out there. The class of 2024 is freaking loaded with wide receivers. You've got some five stars in your own backyard. Jeremiah Smith, who's committed to Ohio State, Miami would love to flip him, but you're not going to flip Jeremiah Smith unless you show him we can actually develop you and we've actually got an offense that's going to throw the football. JoJo Trader, uh, five-star receiver, he's been trending to Miami, but it's very early in the process. And if your passing game stinks next year, he could definitely say, you know what, I'm focusing elsewhere. And there's a ton of other wide receivers out there in the class of 2024. So, you know, your next offensive coordinator hire has to show, and and Candle has that background as a wide receiver himself and working with wide receivers and running a balanced offense, this could be the sort of thing that kind of resurrects the idea for recruits out there that Miami can actually be an attractive destination for outside wide receivers. So he could check off that box for me very well. Uh, Candle has a great reputation 
for connecting with players and connecting with fellow coaches and staff members based on the experience Miami just had with Josh Gaddis, that becomes incredibly important, right? You need someone who's going to be able to connect with the talent that they coach and also collaborate and work well with the other staff members that they work with. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, I like the idea of hiring an offensive coordinator who has head coaching experience, even if in Candle's case, it's not power five head coaching experience. So a uh, couple of questions I want to tackle on the other side, because again, I candle uh, is among my very favorite candidates out of the guys that I feel to be somewhat realistic, but how realistic is it? Because I, from where I sit, it's not a slam dunk that you can even convince him to come here. We will explain why and what it would take to get him here. When we come back here on locked on canes folks, we're just over a week away from the big game. I hope you guys have signed up at FanDuel. This year, the only app that you're going to need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And we're so excited to have them as our new sports betting partner because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. How about that deal? FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to all those player props we love, like who's going to score the first touchdown, you know, the coin toss, the national anthem, all that good stuff. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So again, uh, there's a report out there uh, that hit this morning, Saturday morning, from Frank Tucker uh, of the Miami Rivals site that Jason Candle has interviewed for the Miami Hurricanes offensive coordinator job. Uh, according to that report, he is emerging as the top candidate and may even be negotiating a contract. And, folks, I, I want to emphasize, obviously, I like to credit when people report things. I don't, I don't plagiarize. I don't try to pass things off as my own. This is not my report. This is Frank Tucker's report. And from where I sit, I hope it's true. <laughs> I hope it's true because I like Jason Candle a lot, okay? So, yeah, I've already been asked by a couple folks on our Twitter timeline, is uh, would Jason Candle leave Toledo and why would he leave Toledo? I don't know how much of a motivator money is for him specifically. Obviously, money makes the world go round, as they say. Uh, but I am fairly certain that Miami would pay Jason Candle more than the $1.1 million per season that he makes at Toledo. And yes, he did just recently sign a contract extension with Toledo, kind of a weird one. Uh, he kind of sacrificed money for years, like length of the contract. His, his base salary actually went down from $1.2 to $1.1 million. Uh, I don't believe the buyout is all that high for him from what I understand. Uh, but you know, I'll give you an example. He's making $1.1 million per season to be the head coach at Toledo. Miami was just paying Josh Gaddis reportedly 1.8 million per season to be the offensive coordinator. 
They might even be willing to go higher, probably would be willing to go higher than 1.8 to get Jason Candle. So if you're talking about potentially doubling your salary, again, I don't I don't know if that's the primary driver here for Candle. I, I don't know how important the money is to him. I cannot speak for him. But if that is a factor, it could very well be a factor. Other things that I wonder about with Candle, he's been at Toledo for a long time, since 2009, okay? Perhaps uh, he might be interested at this point in a new challenge or even a change of scenery. Uh, and perhaps Candle might decide that, you know, uh, helping improve what was a really bad Miami offense last year. It's a very high-profile program, Miami, that helping kind of resurrect Miami's offense might actually be better for his coaching resume than the sort of anonymity that comes with coaching the Toledo Rockets. Because, again, he's been at that job at Toledo for a very, very long time. He might want to spice up the resume with something different. And, yeah, I, I already know some of you are going to listen to that be like, bro, you're reaching. You're reaching. He's a head coach. Why would a head coach take a step down and come and be Miami's coordinator? I already, I already know I'm going to get comments like that, okay? And, yes, playing devil's advocate, that is true. Um, you know, you can definitely debate whether a power five offensive coordinator job is necessarily better than a group of five head coaching job because there are some power five coordinators that leave those jobs like Rhett Lashley did to go and be a head coach at a group of five teams. So you know, it's not necessarily, it's not a promote, like coming down to Miami would not be a promotion for him. And we also playing devil's advocate again. And this is why all week long for you know the past uh, eight days that this job has been open, I've said it a couple times. I like Jason Candle a lot, but I also, I wonder if he would take the job because the man literally turned the job down last year. He turned this reportedly, turned down this Miami offensive coordinator job a year ago in favor of staying at Toledo to be their head coach. And he still has that job to this day. So I don't know what would have to change for him. Uh, Mario walks into his office with those loafers on. Maybe that's what can sway Candle. So we will see where this one goes uh, with Jason Candle. Uh, as far as potential cons, like if he were to, because I've, I've given you a lot of pros, like why I am pro Candle. As far as potential cons out there, I can bring up a couple things. I'm splitting hairs here a little bit, nitpicking. But for one thing, he doesn't have any power five experience as a coach. So it would be like bringing up a guy who's been a really good player in the minor leagues and then hoping it translates into the majors. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm not just talking about the actual coaching and play calling. I'm also talking about recruiting because he's done a great job recruiting at Toledo. They put a handful of players in the NFL during his tenure, but he's obviously not been recruiting the same types of players that the Nick Sabans and, you know, the Dabo Sweeney's and, you know, the Ohio States of the world are recruiting. So, you know, it's you're stepping up into the big leagues if you come into Miami because you're recruiting against, you know, the G5 Billies of the world. You're recruiting against, you know, all the all the bigger programs out there, which he hasn't been doing. So that's one. I think the other con, potential con, is this, and this is purely a matter of preference from Miami fans. I've said it. I would like the next offensive coordinator in most situations to also be the quarterback's coach. Candle doesn't fit that bill. His background comes from playing wide receiver and coaching receivers and coaching tight ends. So 
Uh, if Jason Campbell were to get this job, this is not necessarily a con for me, but it's something worth noting that if Jason Candle were to become the next Miami Hurricanes offensive coordinator, he would likely fit the same role that uh, Josh Gaddis fit, and that was offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. But I think he would be better at both of those things than the previous guy was, okay? So I think that's where we were at with Candle. I want to answer a few more of you guys' questions that have come in when we come back, because uh, there's another name, somebody who's coaching uh, one of those two teams that are still left in the NFL, someone who's on a, a Super Bowl staff that a lot of fans are asking me about. And uh, and there, there's a name that's come off the board that I want to talk about. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Oh, and thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, you know, most of this episode has been about Jason Candle, but there's there's been a couple of other names that have been getting thrown around. Uh, several people have tweeted me about this one, but I'm, I'm going to spotlight the tweet that came in from Richard S. He tweeted to us at Locked on Canes. Alex, what do you know about Brian Johnson, who's the Philadelphia Eagles uh, quarterback coach as a potential UM candidate? Interesting resume. Uh, yeah, I mean, such an interesting resume. And he was uh, he, he was pretty successful in the past. Uh, Gators offensive coordinator. He's been through the college ranks, but I, mean, I, I have no reason to believe he wants a college job. So I keep seeing the name Brian Johnson, but. I feel like his name came up because some fan out there decided, hey, I like what this guy's doing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe Mario should give him a call. And then they start tweeting about it and people start retweeting it and sharing it. Uh, again, I'll go back to how close Mario Cristobal has kept this search to his vest or to his loafers that we have a really, really hard time like digging for gold nuggets here to try to figure out you know, actual news versus fake news or, or pure speculation. Um, I, as far as Brian Johnson goes, I, I don't know. Uh, I he, he would be an interesting candidate. I just don't know if he's a candidate. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any actual juice behind Brian Johnson, except a handful of people have been like, hey, I like what the Eagles are doing this year. Who's who's coaching on their offense? Can we get one of those guys? I, I, I feel like that might be what's happening here with his name getting thrown around. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I from from what I know and what I remember about Johnson when he was in co when he was coaching in college, I would love to have him as a candidate. I just I don't know if he's a candidate. So we we will see. We will see if anything moves on that front. Um, you know, I want to go back to something you guys. We were talking about a John Ruiz tweet earlier in this episode. So let me bring up another one. Do you remember when someone was asking Ruiz about the offensive coordinator search? Like if he can give us any sort of insight on what's going on. And then he quote tweeted it and said, everyone will be happy. Um, I think the, the list of names that would make everyone happy, pretty darn short, right? Miami fans, we love to complain about stuff, right? We, we brought up the name Doug Nussmeyer on yesterday's episode and like people were going nuts. <laughs> they hate the idea. I think 97% of the fans we surveyed do not like the Doug Nussmeyer idea, uh, you know, despite the fact that this guy has uh, has NFL coaching experience and is interviewing for NFL offensive coordinator jobs. Our, our fan base loves to be upset about everything. Um, so, you know, if if John Ruiz is being sincere about that, and, and again, I don't know 
how much he definitely knows more than most of us do about what's happening with this search. I don't know if he knows as much as some of you think he knows about who's going to get this job. But if you were talking about a name that could make everyone happy, I can think of only maybe a couple who would Ken Dorsey think would be universally accepted. I don't think anyone would complain about Dorsey getting the job. Joe Brady, who's, uh, you know, been a, a passing game coordinator in the NFL now after he guided Joe Burrow to like the greatest college football quarterbacking season of all time in 2019. I think Joe Brady would be universally accepted. I think anybody else, people would find reasons to complain. And by the way, I, I don't think either of them are coming here. Dorsey, almost certainly not. Brady, probably not. Outside of that, you know, we talked about Jason Candle on this episode. People would find a way to complain about that. No power five experience, not a quarterback guru, right? People would find a way. He he has done good work, though, with Toledo quarterbacks. The, the kid that they had a few years ago, Logan Woodside, was really good. And I've, I've got to give Candle some credit for developing that guy. So he has a good history with quarterbacks. But some people would find a way to complain about Candle. Um. People would people would even complain that he's not coming here, but people would complain about Cliff Kingsbury because like some people don't really like the most people like watching the air raid. But some fans would be like, we don't need that nonsense here. We don't need those gimmicks here. The air raid. I don't know why I give certain voices for certain angry people. I, I don't know why I do that. People would complain about that. Uh, people would even complain about Dan Mullen. <laughs> I don't believe Dan Mullen is coming here uh, you because know, I don't really consider him realistic. But I think that would be a grand slam hire, not just a home run hire. But if Dan Mullen got this job, people would be like, oh, this guy hates to recruit. He's the enemy. He was he was with the Gators for so I don't want that stinking Gator here. People would find ways to complain about almost anybody, man. So I, I don't know. That's another thing. When John Ruiz tweeted, everyone will be happy. I don't see how he can be serious about that unless he knows something about Ken Dorsey that the rest of us don't know. I, so I don't know about that one. Um, so, okay. A, a name to potentially watch as of at least a couple days ago is now off the board. I can tell you with certainty now that Notre Dame offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese will not be taking the Miami job because Nick Saban and Alabama have hired Reese as their next offensive coordinator. So I don't know this season how involved Miami has been in trying to get Reese here this year, but it was widely reported last year that Mario Cristobal tried to get Tommy Reese. Uh, in fact, reports indicated a year ago that Tommy Reese and Josh Gaddis were the final two choices with Reese deciding to stay at Notre Dame and Obviously, Mario hiring Josh Gaddis instead. Jason Candle was already out of it by that point last year. So, okay, now that Tommy Reese is leaving Notre Dame, Fighting Irish have an opening. Are they going to get somebody before Miami gets somebody? <laughs> their, their, their job has been open for like five minutes. Are they going to find a replacement before Mario Cristobal finds his guy? And I don't know this. Will they be? You would imagine they're probably going to be talking to some of the same people. Will Miami and Notre Dame be competing for some of the same candidates for their offensive coordinator job now? So this this complicates the situation a little bit. Okay, uh, and okay, so I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my day. <laughs> like all this offensive coordinator stuff, I work myself into a frenzy. I work you guys into a frenzy. Uh, before we wrap up this episode. 
I want to say some thank yous because we've gotten uh, some new uh, Apple Podcast reviews. So hold on a second. I want to. Uh, I want to. I want to try. Hold on. I want to try to pull this, these up without like accidentally playing an episode and making it way too loud in here. Hold on. Let's see. Locked on. Okay, I, I got to pull up my own uh, podcast feed here. All right. So we've gotten some new five star reviews, and thank you guys so much. If you can take a few seconds to. Go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show. It helps get the word out, and it lets people know, like, okay, this, this guy might actually be entertaining a few people, and it helps the show grow. Uh, we get a, a five-star review from Daniela, who says, amazing and entertaining coverage of the Canes every single day. Thank you so much. Uh, Hurricane Wheezy writes to us, great content with a five-star review uh aaron allen writes by far the best miami hurricanes podcast dono does it right he knows what he's talking about he puts uh, in the work and cares about this team excellent podcast i will be a forever fan hashtag go canes thank you so much aaron um richard senatore sounds like a paisan hey he writes real information in real time and alex keeps it real it is now my one source for Miami Hurricanes football news. Go Canes. Um, and listen, we don't have to be your one source. I don't, I don't honestly, there's so many good shows out there. I don't care who you listen to and who you watch support everybody. Just make sure you support us while you support everybody else. Right. Cause a lot of great creators out there. You, we don't have to be your only stop, but just make sure you make us one of your stops every day. Uh, JD Kane writes in, nobody stays on top of Kane's info better than Dono every single day. Thank you. Uh, David JC writes us a five-star review full of great info. Uh, Dono is definitely a cane, but is also fair and critical when needed. Can't recommend it highly enough. Thank you so much. Uh, and I think those are all the new ones we've gotten. Uh, we'd like to throw as many shout outs as we can. So if you can leave us a five-star review, uh, every, you know, once or twice a week, we like to shout those out and I hope it's candle. I hope. Jason Candle, I hope, is the next offensive coordinator at the University of Miami. We will talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.